Good morning. If you're anything like me, sometimes you struggle with resting. Sometimes you feel guilty for resting. Sometimes you feel like if you rest, the world will fall apart. Sometimes you feel like you haven't earned it. But I am learning as a recovering exhausted black woman how to rest. And I'm sharing 10 truths with you that I'm learning for myself on my own journey. And I want you to take these for your own. Let's talk about it. But first, let's go outside because it's a beautiful day. Well, hello there. Woo. It's hot. <laughs> Number one. You do not have to earn rest. It's not a reward, but it's a necessity. And I feel like that is counter everything we're taught, everything we learn, living in this culture, where everything is earned. Everything is earned. Your time off, your vacation days, all the things. Even during school, you're taught that the gift is summer break or winter vacation, you know, in exchange for your time, for your efforts, for your smarts. And because we are indoctrinated to believe that we have to earn everything that we have, earn pleasure and earn joy and earn rest, earn leisure, then a lot of us are stuck because we feel like we haven't done enough to be rewarded with rest. But rest is a necessity. It's something that you need. It's something that you're not supposed to buy. It's something that's supposed to be gifted to you because you are a human being. You're supposed to spend at least, what, one third of your life at rest? And you see this messaging a lot in places like earn your leisure or earn your shower or earn your vacation. A lot of these things are about earning. And the thing is, based on this system, we will never be worthy. We will never be enough because there's always more to get. There's always more to do. There's always more to gain. And we have to take back our rest for ourselves, take back our pleasure for ourselves, our leisure for ourselves, despite what other people say about how we have to earn it, how we're not worthy of it. Because the truth is, is that you are worthy. So don't wait for the world to tell you that you are worthy because they never will. You have to take that worthiness for yourself. Number two, the less you do, the better you do it. And the less you do, the more you do. And I'll explain. So when I think about a flashlight, I think about a light that shines directly onto something, like a laser, a laser beam. It shines far and it shines hard, right? It's very bright. But if we distribute that same energy, that same light outward, it's dim and it doesn't go as far. And it's the same thing with our lives. I told you all that I was reading a book called The One Thing, and the whole idea is to put time and energy and effort into one thing at a time. And for the multi-passionate folks out there, I know it's hard because it's hard for me, because <laughs> it's really easy to pick up multiple things at the same time, thinking that we can do a lot with what we have, and we can, but are we doing it well? Are we doing it in a way that, in a way that supports our lifestyle, in a way that supports our rest, supports our joy, or are we burnt out trying to juggle a bunch of balls at the same time? We don't have to do it that way. We can laser focus onto one thing at a time, give it the time that it needs to thrive and to grow, and then move on to the next thing. So the more energy you put into one thing at a time or into you know as, as little things as possible at a time, you're able to grow that thing and do well. So as you know, my mother gardens. And so her garden is just enough for her to know what's growing, what needs to be cut, pruned, all these different things. But if she had a whole crop, she'd be overwhelmed because she wouldn't have the help necessary to make sure that she's able to help all these plants thrive and to live. She's not able to watch and make sure that her plants don't get sick or something is killing it, you know, or something is eating it. But if she has enough energy to focus on what she can focus on, she's able to give those plants those things what they need and what they deserve in order to grow and to be fruitful. So it's the same with the garden of our lives. Sometimes we are overpacking our garden. And so all the things that we're planting are trying to take all the nutrients out of the soil. But if it's too many plants, the plants aren't gonna get the nutrients that they need to thrive. And so if we, if we manage our lives in a way that is not overwhelming, that is not um, taking from our well, taking everything from us, then we're able to serve people better. We're able to be present. We're able to enjoy our lives more because we're not overwhelmed. And again, like I talked about in my last video, being overwhelmed and exhausted is a lot of people's default. 
it's normalized. It's normal to be exhausted at the end of the day. It's normal to give all of yourself and pour all of yourself into something. But that is not healthy. That is not sustainable. And that's not okay. Number three, rest is productive. So I know a lot of us feel like if we rest, we're not able to produce because in this culture and society, our worth is directly tied to how much we produce. How much money are we making? Like how, how, how loved are we by people? How many followers we have, right? All these things are about earning your worth, earning your importance, um, earning your relevance. But rest is productive in that when we are resting, things are happening. So even think about sleeping, right? It seems like we're not doing anything, right? But our body is repairing itself. It's remembering things. It's giving us what we need that we can't get when we are moving, when, we're, when we are in constant motion. And I can reframe how I think of rest. Rest is productive to my joy, to my health, to my peace. And if I don't rest, I don't have these things. And so if I want to live a peaceful life, a joyful life, right, a rested life, then I have to rest. If I want to be healthy, then I have to rest. And this is how rest is productive to my own life. But we've also been taught that there is a such thing as wasting time. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you waste time. Time is a gift. And no matter how I use my gift, it's not a waste. If I'm living, if I am breathing, it is not a waste. It is a gift, right? But also if I'm using that time to do something that I enjoy, that I like, then it can't be a waste. Even if it's just me lounging around doing nothing. It's not a waste if that's something that I want to do. If I'm taking my life into my own hands and making my own decisions, doing things that make me happy, it's not a waste of time. Again, your worth is not tied to your productivity. You are worthy because you exist, because you are here. Number four, rest makes up the symphony that is life. So when you think about music, music is not just notes. Music is not just singing, it's not just noise. Because if we didn't have rest, that's all music would be. Noise, chaos, confusion. But we need rest, right? To build anticipation, to build emotion, to move, to take a breath. And so a lot of us feel like life has to be a kind of music that just keeps going. But nobody wants to listen to music like that. Everybody wants to listen to music that has rest in it. And it's the same with our lives. Our lives, is, our lives make up a symphony that is life, right? That is, that is this moment. We all bring our different gifts, our different pieces, our different um, instruments, as we are instruments. But if we are not resting, if we are constantly doing, our life is going to be chaotic. So the music that is our life requires rest and pause and contemplation. Just think if music didn't have rest, just noise, right? Noise, it'd be overstimulating, overwhelming. It would cause a lot of anxiety. And so in our life, we need rest just as music needs rest. Everything has a rest period, everything. If we look at nature, music, we understand that the natural rhythms of life require rest. And rest sometimes is a stage in life that we they like to avoid and discount. But if we don't have the rest, then we can't have the beauty that life gives because we're too tired to actually experience it. Number five, it is okay to quit. It is okay to quit. It is okay to quit, to pause, to put down maybe for a short time or an extended period of time. It's okay that things are not serving you anymore. A lot of us are holding on to old ideas, old jobs, old relationships, because we feel like because we've been committed, we have to stay committed, and that's not true. You do not have to stay committed to anything. You can choose today to quit, to start over, and maybe you just need to pause. Maybe you just need a break from something. That's okay, too. It is okay to quit. It is okay to pause, to pivot, to change your mind, to thank something for what it gave, what it did for you for a time, put it down and move on to something else. A lot of us are afraid of quitting because it makes us a quitter. And I don't think that being a quitter is bad. Honestly, taking an honest inventory of your life and seeing what serves you, what doesn't, what is depleting you from holding on to it too long and letting it go is the bravest thing you can do. Because sometimes we're holding on to things so tightly 
right? Because we feel like it has always been this way. It has to continue being this way that it depletes us. It drains us when we should put something down. And everything doesn't have to be a bitter end. Some things can be a sweet goodbye. Like, thank you so much for serving me during this time. I appreciate all the times we had, whether it's a job, a relationship, just a mindset. It's okay to let that thing go to become who you are in that moment. And who you are today may not be who you were 10 years ago. And that's okay. Evolution is necessary. It's important. It is, uh, what is the word? It is inevitable. It's something that we all do. And change is scary, but it's also beautiful because it opens us up to more possibilities, to more experiences, to more people, places, to a different version than ourselves. And at all stages, we are beautiful. Or something can just be a see you later. Just think of the seasons, right? There are four seasons where I am, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And so every year, these seasons come around, and some are longer than the others, but these seasons come around, right? And we say farewell to summer for a season. We say, we say farewell to winter for a season, but it comes back. Sometimes it's okay to operate that way in your own life. Maybe you don't need to do everything all the time. Maybe some things can be reserved for a season, and that's okay. My whole point is that pausing and quitting is not a sign of weakness. It is actually admirable, and it's wise. Again, sometimes we hold on too long because we don't know who we are without these things. We don't know who we are without these people. Or we think that other people are expecting us to keep doing the thing that we're known for. Maybe we're known for being a doctor or a a lawyer, but we have desires to try something else, to do something different. Maybe we feel like these things aren't serving us anymore and we're afraid to let go because of what people will think or what people will say. But ultimately, this is your life. It is okay to test things out for a season, to put things down for a season. And it doesn't have to be the end all be all. Maybe it could be like, let me put this down right now so I can experiment with this thing and see where it takes me. And then the worst case scenario is that you come right back to where you were. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Give yourself freedom and time and chance to be able to discover different things. Number six. The world will not fall apart if you rest. Again, I say, the world will not fall apart if you rest. Look at your job. No matter where you work, you are not irreplaceable. I'm sorry. Unless like you're owning your own business and, you know, running your own thing. For a lot of places that we're employed at, we are replaceable. If something were to happen to us today, they might send out an email and say that they're so sorry. They might, you know, reach out to our family and friends, but our position will be replaced. (laughs) They will find somebody else to replace that position. So while you could be an asset to your community, to your company, the truth is that they will replace you if something does happen to you. If you quit, if you retire, if you fall ill, right? If you have to leave your job for any reason, they will find somebody to replace you with the quickness. But a lot of us feel like if we don't do the thing, it'll never get done. And that's not true. Or it could be true. Maybe it doesn't need to get done. Maybe somebody else can do it, right? Maybe we can free ourselves from having to do something and having somebody else figure it out like we had to figure it out. Everything does not have to be on our shoulders. We do not have to take responsibility for everything. That's not fair. We are not God. We are mere human beings. And maybe things need to fall apart. I know a lot of people who work in jobs where they are overworked and they know what value they bring to their company. And maybe their director or their boss doesn't see their value and they leave. And all of a sudden now we realize, oh my God, everything is falling apart because this person is not here. That is your manager's job <laughs> to make sure that your, that your job goes smoothly when you are not present. Everything should not be relying on you to get done. And if you are a business owner who has employed other people, It is my understanding that you're supposed to delegate those responsibilities to other people so that if something does happen to you or if you want to retire, other people can take up the mantle and do the thing for you. But a lot of us are really focused on being self-sufficient and being all powerful. Like we want to be God, but we don't want the the responsibility. (laughs) We want to be God, but we feel like, you know, 
we feel irritated and overwhelmed because we are not. We are human beings with finite resources, finite energy. I want you to give yourself permission to allow things to fall apart. If it is not within your capacity, let it fall apart. Either people will pick it up and do it or they won't. And that's okay either way. Do what is best for you. And what I will also say is that sometimes things fall apart because it's supposed to, because we're doing too much. Sometimes it's not the end of the world. It's not a negative that things fall apart. It's really us aligning ourselves with rest and with ease. Let things fall apart because we took on too much in the first place. Sometimes things falling apart is a correction for something that we did. We misstepped, we overdid, we overreached, and now we're suffering the consequences of it. But these consequences don't have to be bad. Number seven, you are enough. Hard stop. And if you knew that you were enough, what would you do? What would you stop doing? A lot of us are doing a lot of things sometimes to earn our worth and our value, to seem like we are worthy of people's love and affection, of their respect, of their support. But the truth is that has to start with us. It can't come from other people. So if you knew that you were enough, what would you do? And what would you stop doing? And maybe we could reconsider and renegotiate our connections to those things. For example, I'm not knocking college degrees. I think if you want to go for it, go for it. That's beautiful. But I know a lot of people who get college degrees because they think that the more degrees they earn, the more worthy they are, the more respectable they are. And so they're not earning these degrees out of, you know, a want to serve people, out of passion, out of really like a thirst for knowledge. It's really about accolades and respect from other people who wouldn't give you accolades or respect otherwise. And so we really have to reconsider why we're doing something, not what we're doing, but why we're doing it. Once we get to the heart of why we're doing it, that's when we can face the truth that maybe I am doing something. Maybe I committed to something because I want to be worthy. Maybe I'm people pleasing. And this is coming from a recovering people pleaser. I did a lot of things because I thought that this is what it meant to be loved. Like I serve people because I wanted to serve them, but I also did things because I wanted to see to be seen as valuable, to be seen as worthy. But that has that has to come from me first. Like I always say, you cannot earn your worth because you are already inherently worthy. Because you exist, you are worthy. And if we walk in that truth, I feel like our lives would change. Or at least our perspectives. Number eight, you do not have to do everything. You don't have to do everything. And that's okay. Everything is not going to get done. I wake up in the morning and make a to-do list that's 10 items long. I already know all 10 of those items are not getting done. Does that mean that I'm a horrible person? No. Does that mean I'm a failure? Not at all. If anything, I'm setting myself up for failure because I'm putting more on my list than what a day's worth of energy allots. And if you have it, get help. Hire help. Hire someone to clean your home, to clean your car, to cook your food. You know, do things that make your life easier. You do not have to do it all. It doesn't make you a failure of a human. And honestly, what this world demands is too much. It's too much. It's okay to ask for help. And it's also okay to put something down and determine that something is not important or necessary. One of the questions I wanted to ask people who live in homes, they feel like they have to have these immaculate homes that are always pristine and beige and Instagram ready. But homes are supposed to look lived in. Right. And a lot of people are beating themselves up because their home is not Instagram ready. Their home is not an aesthetic that is aesthetically pleasing for the algorithm, for people to subscribe, for people to see them as worthy or valuable. It's okay if clothes are are thrown everywhere. It's okay if there are dishes in the sink. It's okay. It's a home. It's supposed to be lived in. Now, but I also understand that for some people's mental health, mental wellness, they need these things to be cleaned. And if so, ask for help. You don't have to do everything on your own. Have grace with yourself. You're a human being and being a human being is messy. Number nine, 
Done is better than perfect. A lot of us spend a lot of time trying to reach perfection that we will never reach. A lot of energy trying to get the thing done and make it look immaculate and make it be done in excellence. And forget all that. That doesn't need to be done in excellence. It just needs to get done. Sometimes things just need to get done. Sometimes it will be sloppy. Sometimes it will be messy. But if it gets done, that's the goal. The goal is done, not perfection, because perfection doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Humans are not perfect. Nature is not perfect, right? But we can do things to the best of our ability and that be enough. Lower the bar. Lower the bar for yourself. Understand if you if you put the dishes in the dishwasher instead of washing it by hand and like scrubbing every that's okay. It's done. It's getting done. If you drop off your laundry at the cleaners because you don't want to do it, it's getting done. It doesn't have to be done to perfection. You can do it in a way that honors and serves your energy, your capacity, and your time. See, yes, this idea of excellence and what is excellent is always changing. The goalpost is always moving, but you can determine what that is for yourself. Maybe excellence is just enough. Maybe excellence is the bare minimum. As long as it gets done, as long as people are not dying, I think, it's, I think it counts. <laughs> Number 10, resting is a courageous act. We live in a culture that is all about grinding, all about hustling, all about celebrating people who defy the odds, who are exceptional, all about working ourselves into an early grave for money, for clout, for esteem, for respect from other people. And to choose to do something that is countercultural is brave. It's hard. It's difficult. So if you struggle with resting, understand you're not alone. Understand that it might take time. It might take some mental work. It might take some reframing. It might take practice in order to rest. If you are struggling to rest, understand that it's normal because the culture that we live in constantly tells us to keep going. Drink energy drinks. Don't get tired. Don't take naps. Work hard. You can you can sleep when you die. Like all, all these different messages that we get from this culture is really counterproductive to our health, our rest, and our joy. What I also understand is that exhaustion is an injury, and sometimes healing from injuries is not pretty. Sometimes healing from inju- injuries is not easy. You have to rethink how you do everything. When someone breaks their leg, when somebody dislocates their shoulder, they have to rethink how they move. They have to you know, almost reinvent a way to move in a way that they have mobility and that they're not injuring themselves, right? We have to unlearn the ways that we exhaust ourselves to relearn how to actually rest. And sometimes that process is gonna be hard, it's gonna be difficult, but it's worthy. It might be uncomfortable at first, but it's a worthy endeavor. What you can do is starting out, spend five minutes just not doing anything. Just sit still, don't do anything. Just listen, just feel, right? Just be present with yourself. Don't worry about the thoughts that are coming to your mind, just be in the moment. And feel how different you feel after that five minutes. And then later on, you can do 10. You can do 30 if you want to. Or you can just do things that make you happy, that bring you joy. You can play. That's a form of rest as well. As I always say, you're not lazy. You might just be tired. Your worth is not tied to how much you do, how much you create, how many people follow you. Your worth is not about how much money is in the bank. You are worthy inherently. If you, if you were naked right now and had nothing, you would still be worthy of rest. You don't have to earn rest. Rest is your birthright. Rest is necessary. Choosing to rest, choosing to pace yourself, choosing to do as little as possible, shout out to Stephanie Perry, is hard. It's counterintuitive. It's countercultural. It's antithetical to the American culture, the, um, chasing the American dream. The American dream and capitalism requires everything from you and gives you nothing back. And you're told to enjoy the promise of, you know, reaching the age of 65 and then enjoying your life. We have to actually take our life into our own hands because they're not going to give it to us. They're not going to give it to us easily, and they don't want to give it to us in the first place. And once you realize that in this culture, in this, in this climate, in this country, that your work, no matter if you gave it 100% effort, will never be enough for these people, that they will always require more, you realize it's all a scam. It's all a game. 
you have to take your life into your own hands. You have to choose rest, pace, enjoyment, pleasure for yourself. So I hope that these 10 truths were helpful. I hope that you can take this with you to think about these things because if you're like me, you struggle with resting and you need a reminder. You need a reminder that, you know, I don't have to earn my worth. I am worthy. I am worthy of rest. Rest is important, right? Like I am able to take my life into my own hands. I am able to rest in my own way. It doesn't have to look a certain way. I can do things messily. I don't have to be perfect. Remove all that stuff, that capitalism, that white supremacy, that black excellence has put on you. And be free. Be free. You are free to rest. You're free to daydream. You're free to lie in your lawn and look up at the clouds and do nothing. You are free. You are free to enjoy nature. And a lot of us have all these things. We've acquired all these things and we can't really enjoy them because we're worried about maintaining them, getting more things. A lot of us can't enjoy them because we're always working. We're always striving. We're always giving ourselves and not enjoying the simple pleasures of life. So if this was helpful, let me know. Thanks for watching. If you like this video, check out this last video I did on why black women deserve deep rest and why a lot of black women find it hard to rest in the first place. And I will talk to you all in the next video. Bye.